Money FM 89.3. Best of the afternoon update. Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3, where we bring you the latest in sustainability and finance. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, 70% of the top 100 largest listed companies in six Southeast Asian nations, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand and Vietnam, published climate-related disclosures in 2020 and 2021. Sounds good, doesn't it? There's a but, though. They fell short when it came to measuring performance and linking them to senior executive salaries. This is the mixed picture on the quality of climate-related disclosures among companies listed in member countries of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations or ASEAN, according to research conducted jointly by the National University of Singapore's Centre for Governance and Sustainability and non-profit independent standards organisation's Global Reporting Initiative. To find out more, we are joined on the line by Professor Lawrence Lowe, Director of the Centre for Governance and Sustainability at NUS Business School. Prof, thanks so much for joining us today. Hello, Richard. Good to have you back with us, Prof. It's been a while. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm so happy to hear you again. (laughs) And it's good to have you with us with such an in-depth study and research report on the state of ESG and sustainability reporting in the region. And Prof, I was surprised by some of these numbers. Uh, So let's start off because most of the companies... 84% report their material topics on climate change, yet only one quarter, 26%, describe long-term factors related to their climate risk strategy. What were your thoughts on the numbers? Were you concerned about some of the disparity that we saw? Yes, uh, indeed, I think there are surprises. Maybe Mm -hmm. let me start with the happy surprise. Okay. Uh, Not beyond what you say, 84%. 4% report material topics on climate, I think is something very good. And in addition to that, uh, almost three quarters actually have metrics or measures on climate performance. In mm-hmm. fact, close to two thirds actually reported what we call greenhouse gases. So that's a happy part. And I think it's definitely a mixed bag. There are some worrying parts. Uh, beyond, you know, the, the lack of uh, linkages of management paid to climate. Uh, right now, one particular thing which I'm quite concerned with is mm-hmm. uh, maybe only about one quarter of them, uh, the largest company which formed the vanguard of the economy, so to speak, uh, actually have uh, long-term factors uh, for climate change in their disclosure. In other words, uh, maybe, for example, some of the steps they are taking towards achieving uh, neutrality in carbon or even net zero, you know, some some of the longer factors mm. that will threaten us uh, in terms of our actions for climate uh, change. We see a large number of companies reporting on sustainability, yet perhaps it's the granularity that we're seeing fail here. Is greenwashing an issue then? Is that something that you're worried about? Yes, I, I think it shows up quite a bit in the study, mm. but I think it's a much broader concern beyond what okay. we found in particular in the study. 
I, I think if you look at greenwashing, there are maybe two parts of it. One is, of course, the very blatant greenwashing mm. uh, companies, which, you know, they wrap out a bottle, a plastic bottle in paper. They call it a paper bottle. I mean, <laughs> it's a real case. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. So, but, but beyond the blatant part, I, I think... Um, in terms of disclosure, in terms of company communications, uh, there are some things that are more subtle. Okay. Uh, for example, I mean, uh, not only in this study, but in the whole series of studies that I and my team have conducted for the Singapore context, the ASEAN context, uh, Asia-Pacific context, what we found is that all the companies, in fact, consistently, 100% of companies were review the favorable aspects of things related to sustainability. You know, mm. they, they were uh, blow the trumpet. and uh, but, but when it comes to important topics, uh, the so-called bad news, for example, uh, safety accidents, industrial accidents, for example, uh, violation of uh, environmental admission, for example, in pollution, they get fined uh, consistently. Only about half to two-thirds of the companies will review important unfavorable aspects related to sustainability. So this is something a bit subtle, that the omission part is subtle. It's yeah. the transparency on all aspects, isn't it, Broth? Yes, yes, definitely. The balancing is very important. I mean, stakeholders don't just want to read the the now now is uh, you know not only greenwashing it's whitewashing. I mean, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and that goes to another element of the study that you found is that uh, a number falls short when it comes to measuring performance. Perhaps that's across the board. Do you think then a standardization of measurement could help across the region or even globally yes. when it comes to sustainability reporting? Yes, definitely. Now the the key challenge is actually in the measurement aspects. I think to to, to be quite fair to the companies, many of them are quite sincere, quite genuine, mm-hmm. wanting to you know uh, try to try to improve their communication, their disclosure in sustainability and climate. But but I think in the measurement part. Uh, uh, which I think uh, what what we need to do is you know uh, have uh, proper standards that they can be easily understood and adopted, and more importantly, that that consistency of standards that they can use to compare against to benchmark against their peers. Uh, right now, uh, the, the the really the, the last mile problem is actually in the matrices that could be easily rolled out and uh, implemented across the board by companies, not just the large, large, big and famous companies which have all the trained professionals, yeah. but the, the, you know, the, the middle uh, uh, rank and file companies. And how far are we off reaching some kind of standard measurement to even the playing field, to make things clearer for companies when it comes to sustainability reporting? I think definitely the, the evening the playing field is very important. Uh, I, I think it's quite clear, uh, at least from many of the studies that I have done personally, uh, there's a size effect in terms of their performance in, uh, uh, say, disclosure and sustainability, including governance, or maybe even environment and social. Uh, that definitely the larger company has this uh, advantage of uh, having uh, access to more resources so, so, so they can actually uh, jump onto the uh, wagon very, very easily and you know uh, put out 
all the required uh, information for all the stakeholders. So, so that's a size effect. Uh, but having said that, I think the, the next big challenge is the wider adoption by the broader business community, mm-hmm. not just uh, the large company or even the listed companies. I mean, <laughs> the mom and pop shops, because, uh, you know, contribution to carbon emission, to, to climate change is actually across all companies, not, not just a few selected ones. Of course, it, these are the the heavy-duty one that, uh, you know, I think... Yeah, it's just ensuring that companies are being transparent and truthful when it comes to, as you mentioned, the sustainability reporting. Prof, there was an article in The Economist recently and it highlighted that the S and the G should be dropped from ESG and the E should be shifted to emissions. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I think obviously there are some merit to being... Mm. Are more focused because it's among sustainability, climate change is the big one. Among climate mm-hmm. change, the admission, not only just the broader environment, but the admission is the big one. But, but having said that, I, I think we, we need to uh, continue to be holistic, integrated right. in our perspective. Uh, e, S and G are not just balancing trade-offs that we may, even though admission in the E is pressing that will require attention. I think we, we should should not lose sight to the bigger picture. The the S, the social part is something that is important for a long time and will continue to be important. We cannot just throw the baby out with the bathwater. And the G part I think I have to end with this G part. G part the governance is mm-hmm. actually the uh, the ultimate arbiter, the ultimate leverage that will make E and S happen. Without G, there's no E, there's no S. The E and the S will not just drop down from the sky and we all live happily after. The G has to be the motivator, the initiator. The backbone. Yes, yes. Someone has to make things happen and it is the leadership. It is the G. So, Prof, before we let you go, what are some of the key corporate sustainability trends that you're going to be watching out for in the year ahead that investors should be aware of? Yes, I think, of course, I alluded to that earlier, the Mm -hmm. standards. Uh, I think we we are seeing now a global, perhaps, convergence or alignment to uh, a certain form of standards. And I I think uh, many of the listeners may know, know that there's a... Uh, a lot of thought about this so-called ISSB, the International mm-hmm. Sustainability Standards yes. Board, which comes from the International Financial Reporting uh, Standards, IFRS. And I think uh, they already have some, uh, what we call the exposure draft or the consultation papers. They're already out and uh, some global baseline will be uh, formulated by the end of the year. And I think that this is going to take perhaps the corporate world by storm and it will be uh, interoperable with uh, some of the existing standards like GRI and uh, you know the TCFD, the Task Force on mm-hmm. Climate-Related uh, Financial Disclosure. So uh, I'm actually, and I think a lot of people in business, in policy, or even you know informed uh, people will have to watch out for this uh, coming uh, convergence and uh, I think that that will help businesses a lot, but yeah. Okay. Well, Prof, quite a lot to digest there. <laughs> yep, yep. Thanks as always for taking the time to speak with us today. 
Yeah, thank you, Richard Kelly. Yes. We've been speaking yeah. with Prof. Lawrence Lowe, Director, Center for Governance and Sustainability at NUS Business School. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.